and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, if you're one of those people, if you're one of those people, thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friends. Oh, yeah. Clank nope. that glass. Clanky. <sighs> Thank you for having us. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm sitting here today with three thirds of the fuzzy Megazord hard rock and rolling. No bullshit. Get it done. Get it done. Homeboys, Jake the Hawk. Make some noise for the internet. Hello. Hi. What's cooking, you handsome pieces of shit? <laughs> uh, not, not a whole lot. We're stoked to be here. I'm happy to be back. Um, and yeah, we got all kind of exciting stuff uh, coming for 2020. So uh, right now we're kind of taking some time off, doing some writing and just working on putting our live show together for this next run of shows we're going to be doing. Our next show in town is with you. Hell yeah. Um, at the Mr. Smalls Funhouse on... When, when is this going to air? This should go up before then. Okay. I nice. think I'm clever enough to do the cross-promoting. You better. Cool. <laughs> yeah, the Fun House on the 27th with uh, us, you, and Frame and Mantle. Oh, That'll nice. actually be this Friday because technically today is March 22nd when this goes up. Mm. Oh, excellent. So they're timing. And we are all very tight uh, alums on that show in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. The, the common thread, an easy one between all of us would be a uh, a handsy, a handsome little hairy sound wizard by the name of Matt Very. Make some noise for that guy. <laughs> Matt Very's the man. Yeah, he's, yeah. Great, great guy. Great guy. I've known that known that gentleman for a long time. And you've been recording with Matt. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're done. Um, we're gonna go back later this year and do more. But yeah, the release we have coming up is totally done. We're I've never been happier with anything, and we had a really really great experience in his studio. I took a really great nap on his studio couch while Justin was doing bass tracks. Surprisingly comfortable couch, yes. Um, and uh, every time I walk to the bathroom, I walk past your one album cover in uh, his hallway. That one that you have where you're like, it's two of you sitting at a desk and one, yeah. one of you's like this and the other one's like doing. Uh-huh. I, I don't, wasn't sure exactly what was going on, but that's a really, really cool album cover. I like that one a lot. Thanks, man. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, if you look at it, if you pull it up and like zoom into it, the idea is like uh, one of you is like a scientist and the other one's like a test subject or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Like it's like I'm in front of a mixer and all the mix. I'm like sitting across from myself with like a mixing table, and then all of the cables are running across the table and plugged into the other me, like plugged into my brain in different parts uh, of my body. Nice, pretty neat. nice. It's like you know some corny ass metaphor for like you know recording myself being the inner artist. Well, that's exactly. I was a lot lamer six years ago. I'm arguably still just as lame, but that's okay. That's exactly. We all go through Cybermancer and the Doomsday Express. The cables are connecting to my veins. Um, So, with this thing that you recorded with Matt Vary, what's the timeline on this? um, Right now, we're in that weird nebulous period that happens between us being really happy with it and it it being done, and it being out, Um, which hopefully is as short as possible. But right now, we're just kind of just looking at options about uh release and trying to see like if we want to go with a label or you know what kind of options we have in that respect but what i will say is 
this is a short, this is like a five track release and we want to do another, excuse me, another five track release, uh, later in the year. Um, because rather than just do like a, an LP, there's just like a glut of LPs. And honestly, who are we? Like, I would be really lucky if somebody listened to like our full length a bunch of times, it probably was going to happen. You put out a full length, somebody listens to it once they remember the single, it just seemed like oh, it'd be a fun novel thing to do just like two EPs in a year. And they're kind of going to be companion pieces, but kind of not. Yeah. Um, but that's, but as far as like the actual release timeline, like I don't really have any more information than that I wish I did. We are playing all of it live and we have been for a while. So it's not like a surprise or anything. Hell yeah. So this will be the, I guess the third yeah. official release that yes. the band has put out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. So and that's three releases in a relatively short time frame. Yeah, we right? did. We, when, when uh, the first sort one come of, out? Yeah. The first year, actually, in uh, January of 2018, we put out our first EP, which was Year of the Hawk. And then November of that year, we released uh, To Build a Fire. And then we didn't do anything last year, release-wise. And then we're going to do two this year. We did, however... Change members. Yeah, members. Yeah, we, we also, there's issues. like a lost... <laughs> lost album per se that's still oh yeah a reaper project on my on my computer that we we have like oh yeah yeah, how many songs like like a whole lp7 tunes under it was just appalachian desert rock was going to be the name adr between yeah between yoth and tbaf we had this album we were going to call appalachian desert rock and it was like our live set at the time and we were just sitting there and we had most of it recorded and we're like and then we were like we sh- and I had already, at that point was already writing what was TBAF and we're like, yeah, this is better. Let's just put this out and just totally scrap all that. So huh. we did. So there's a whole, mm-hmm. um, I guess in our lifetime as a band, we played to, had a, a ton lot. of ton of material and a lot of it will never be heard from again. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's supernatural. <clears throat> I not supernatural, like, ooh, <laughs> but like supernatural. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to make that joke if you didn't. <laughs> for, uh, for bands to have a lot of material or just creatives in general that never makes it to the surface. And I can feel, it feels weird when I think about it, like, oh shit, mm-hmm. we should have released this, but some things are just not meant to happen. It is. Yeah. It's not bad. We were just like for where we wanted to go creatively. Mm-hmm. It, it was perfectly good, but it was very much in the, in the style of the first EP. And I think we kind of found our voice a little more with to build a fire and we kind of just wanted to go in that direction. So it wasn't bad. It by was any necessary. Means. Yeah. It was just, it was just not kind of, we wanted to put our time and energy and in, into the, into to build a fire. So that's what we did. I'm sure. glad that we did it though. I'm sure you yeah. probably wouldn't even have to build a fire if it wasn't for that project as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's a yeah. necessary sort of stepping stone. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So, yeah, that's cool. I hadn't thought about that in a while. And actually, a funny thing, I just found a song on my computer two days ago that I completely forgot that I wrote from that I wrote before I wrote To Build a Fire. And I was, I was like, man, this is really cool. I totally forgot about writing this, but I immediately remembered all the words and the chords. So we just, before this at band practice, we just went and learned it. And we're like, oh, I think we're going to play that now. So that's yeah, the rocker. I just like found it on my hard drive. So did that, those, and I'm sure there's more of those because I'm terrible with organizing my files. So. There's a lot of lost songs. Do you That's also a- like name all your file names like one, two, three, four? No. Well, when you <laughs> well, um, this is a super silly tangent to get on, but no, I'll like start if I start a project file unless I already have a song written, it'll probably I'll just come up with some dumb name for it, 
and you know it'll be like you know <laughs> it'll be like you know cook my barf and then <laughs> then i'll write the song and we'll have a real name for the song and i'll and that'll but i'll never change the name of the file because i'm super lazy and dumb and i'll be like oh i will always remember in three years that this project file file is called cook my bar yeah <laughs> until <laughs> i need to find it that i'm it's a pain and i've been doing it for years and it, i have hundreds of songs so. this has happened with gray walker and <clears throat> it's happening with the psych stuff now because we have a whole lp yeah that's written and done and we're uh, dealing with it yeah but like you do so the but at rehearsals everything's been like Oh, let's play teenage snitch. Let's play, you know, what the like the, the goofy names of the songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now they're changing because like there's hard titles. So I'm like, yo, we're playing, you know, this song. And they're like, which one is that again? So then I have to try to remember what the joke name was. <laughs> to so just trying to get everybody on the same page once it changes. And with Gray Walker, the songs never change. We actually have a dry erase board in our practice space of joke song titles. <laughs> And then whenever we write a new song, we pick one of them. And then ah, they okay. always stay. Like, no matter what our real songs are called, it's always the goofy ones to us. Well, that, Staying I, Moist is a, is a classic. My <laughs> Ray Walker track. That's great. Staying Moist. My, my, our, our buddy Bob from a band called She from Louisville said he has an ongoing like Google Docs file with his friend that are just... Uh, potential grindcore song titles and actually that's where cook my barf is from because he said that to me and, <laughs> and then <laughs> my grindcore alter ego uh merciless clog was on there too I but think. so the next uh, next time Hell i want to yeah. tell somebody to piss up a rope i'm like ah, why don't you cook my barf man <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so shouts out bob <laughs> dude i feel like the only way you could get away with saying that is if you have a hot dog in one hand and like a Slurpee in the other. Oh. <laughs> they cook my barf, dude. Well, that is something <laughs> like, that Bart Simpson you, like, would a, say. You take like a big slurp, but it's like empty, so you get that weird like empty Slurpee. How, oh, yeah. how do you not have that as a sound effect? Like if, yeah. if anybody in the city had the, a button for that, it would be you. <laughs> womp. <laughs> womp, womp. I'll add it later. Missed Sorry. opportunity. Excellent. Now that's got to be like your signal that like it's time to wind down the podcast. Be like, oh man, Slurpee's empty. That's wow, like, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's like the playing you out music. Yeah, I feel like if I start just playing that out of context, though, it's gonna sound like weird ASMR yeah. or like yeah. those videos of like people that just like eat stuff on YouTube. What was that mukbang Ooh, that they call it? I don't know, but I don't. I don't get any of that. I, I've I've watched a couple ASMR videos just to try and get in, get a feel for it, but it's just makes me feel really uncomfortable. I yeah. think that's the whole point. Like, but isn't it supposed to be soothing? Like Some people find it I, soothing. I don't know I guess, how you could. Like, I hate it, hearing people chew and eat. And it, it it's really repulsing stop. to actually have a persona, have it like you know, magnified in like a YouTube video. Yeah, I mean, there's people that like Drake's music. I don't know. It's <laughs> like there's something for everybody. That's true. Nothing yeah. against Drake's music. I'm just saying there's people that like it and people that don't. There's people yeah. that don't like the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, those are uh, those people. The Beatles and ASMR are completely comparable subjects. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, why not? (laughs) This would be this would be a great SAT question. The Beatles are to ASMR as something as a we're going there. Okay, as uh, your ranch dressing is to vanilla ice cream. You're 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 smelling when I'm stepping in. Yep, Yep, I'm wiping what you're pooping. Yep, there you go. Jordan, don't spit beer on the thing. Yeah. I won't. No, that was, that was really good. Yo, I, I, I've, uh, I've spilled plenty of beers. So 
the thing, and this has nothing to do with anything besides the idea of spilling beers. I feel like such a klutz, but I'm not. I'm just way too like when I talk, I like I'm like always moving my hand. So having a beer over here is a problem. So now I keep it over here yeah. and I don't knock them over anymore. Because this is my like line of fire. Right. And it's always like I'm like I get real passionate about making a point and then all of a sudden like you're covered in yeah. pen gold. Fun. Yeah. <clears throat> worse things. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, oh, there could be worse things. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So the band Jake the Hawk, as Jake the Hawk, has been active since 2017, 18-ish? 16. 16. 16. We mm-hmm. formed in uh, September 2016. September 2016. Okay. Yeah. And prior to that, was it were all three of you in the band when it formed? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because there was, did you have a, f- a fourth member at some point yeah, in time? We did, my, yeah. My brother is uh, Jake. Um, he was in the band. Up He's until, not the Hawk, though. We have no, to make that very clear. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, and we've yeah. known each other our entire lives. Um, uh, like all of you? No, no. Or me, just you no, your me, brother? Me and my brother. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, <Yes. laughs> no, so yeah, he was in the band up until he left pretty shortly before T-Baff came out. A month beforehand, actually. Yeah. Like the day we made the album announcement, hey, this is coming out a month later, he, he up and left. There, yeah, okay. the same day. There, there's, there's there's some stuff. But Did he play on the album, though? Yes. He, okay. he, he didn't play... I played all the rhythm guitars. He played a couple of overdubs. Gotcha. And but then he did do vocals. vocals. And we yeah. both sang, although um, I ended up singing a lot more parts than I thought I was going to because uh, for reasons. Fair enough. Um, uh, so, yeah. But, uh, but that being said, like it was all um, kind of our thing creatively. And that's... We don't feel like the band is any. It's weird, like losing a front man, but I don't feel like the band is any different without him because kind of we've always been the unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, sure. Now and the, also, I think the band has been. You've been a three piece longer than you were a four piece. Now at this point, right? At this point, or close, yeah, enough. close, close to. And, well, uh, and if we and, and you've put out more material, and we've written more, and we've played like, as many shows as a three piece. Yeah, played, yeah, definitely done more things yeah as time goes on it it becomes less feeling like you know a new thing and then it just becomes the thing yeah Yeah. but outside of that before the band was a band what is like the three of you what is your relationship with each other how long have you known each other this is my twin brother we're fraternal bro yeah fraternal twins uh we've had we had bands in high school we used to we we grew up in johnstown so there was always kind of there was always a thriving DIY scene there, ebbs and it flows. But we had a we we had like a D beat hardcore punk melodic type thing. Uh, didn't we? We had a, everyone had a terrible metalcore band at one oh, point. Yeah. That was really bad. <laughs> but uh, me and him weren't really <clears throat> doing a whole lot with music like through college, and uh, we we jam here and there. And mm-hmm. then uh, we met Jake, and then that's how we met this gentleman here. Yeah, I never met them before the first time we ever played together. Even though we went to the same college. Yeah, it just be one of those things. Yeah. Uh, do you want to tell a story about how you guys met Jake? Uh, yeah, uh, I can tell that story. So we were, it was a nice, you know, summer afternoon. And this really greasy looking guy comes over with a guy named Pierce. And they just started, you know, throwing on Frisbee in like a yard that was next to like the house we rented while we were in college. And he's like tripping on acid and stuff. And, and we decided to go into the garage and like play some Slayer or whatever, just like you know, mess around on like my drum set and 
he had a he brought a base with him or he, yeah he did bring a base with him for i remember reason. yeah jake just like wandered up to where you were living on acid yeah and you were yeah slayer and then you became friends yeah and then like a week later <laughs> we talked we, about cryptopsy yeah at the bar, and then yeah and then yeah. about a week later we uh yeah we, we start we would jam like every sunday or something like that and uh we actually wrote like probably about like what three th- three probably songs just three right? songs they were not really no yeah it was well nothing developed. was, was I don't serious think it's necessary about it. to say the name of that project no it's it's what, uh, what, what's wrong with tit mountain yeah that was the name of the project <laughs> <laughs> onward to boobopolis that yeah, was great or was it boobalon i can't remember i think it, it was, was boobalon. onward to boobalon yeah yeah i was not involved that's how we met jake and then yeah. jake moved down to pittsburgh yeah, and then I'm about three years, three years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I met them the first day we ever jammed together and then we decided to start a band. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The rest is not history. Nope. <laughs> cool. I mean, it makes so much sense because, you know, I've a lot of times, you know, people that I sit down here with, they're people that I don't know or I've only been around, you know, once or twice before. But I've been around the three of you enough times now to be able to tell, like, outside of a band that you are, it's more than just a band. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like literally, literally family. But even outside of that, like you know, family, literally brothers. But yeah. mm-hmm. but like you know, band of brothers too. And yeah, like, yeah, you well, have like true. a much deeper connection. It's very obvious just with you know your presence when you're around each other, and even on stage, I could tell that like you know, in some sense that like you've been playing together for a long time. Like mm-hmm. were the two of you playing music together? Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. yeah. For about in like fourteen school. or so. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a really tight rhythm between you two whenever you play live the, well, thank, thank you. you thank you yeah it's really, really awesome. helps and you do good too thanks yeah. <laughs> well i mean we're, you're okay when we're okay. not when we're not doing band stuff we're always hanging out anyway like mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. feel like i always see like pictures of you guys just hanging out I'd hate yeah. to be in a food drinking beers i'd hate mm-hmm. to be in a band where everybody wasn't my best friend because like there was one time shy hit me up uh shy kennedy from whorehound hit me up to see if we could do a show and i was like absolutely and she's like would well, you need to clear it with the guys i was like i'm literally i'm standing in a room we're in the same room right now <laughs> like it's, it's, it's we're right here yeah. like yeah no we're just we're if we're not playing a show we're probably standing around in a room drinking beer anyway or if mm-hmm. we're not we're on a group chat like shit posting and talking about writing new songs it's mm-hmm. yeah it's it's pretty uh it's cool dynamic yeah yeah, yeah. It, it it works out pretty well yeah you know for us i, I think, think that it's so important for any band to have that connection and just know what the fuck is going on in everyone's lives and just be able to, mm-hmm. it just makes the environment so much more comfortable. And then when you have a comfortable environment and there's no distractions, you can just really focus on the fucking riffs. Man. Exactly. Well, that exactly. works really well. We've been doing a lot more traveling lately mm-hmm. and that is nice. Cause it's not like traveling when, you know, farting in a vehicle with people you don't know that well. Or you don't hang out with anyway. So the fact that like, you know, it's farting in a vehicle and y'all laughing about it more or less. Yeah. So, but I mean, the fact that we're all really tight and we all hang out with each other all the time anyway, makes it makes the traveling really nice. Yeah. Do the three of you know each other well enough that one of you can silent fart and the other ones would know immediately who it is by the smell of the fart? Probably. It Close, depends. Yeah, pro- yeah, I think so. Probably. Yeah. I mean, most of them come from Justin anyway. So. No, actually, no. Hey. Justin Justin <laughs> identified one of mine at Gooski's once. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot. Wow. He, was like, he was like, that was you, you said. I have a Dude, very- the FBI should hire you. <laughs> yeah, I have a discerning olfactory system, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> I, they, they make fun of me because I'm the loud, I snore very loud, and I... I, I 
He's like a blender full of ball bearings. You're a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm loud and and I I fart a lot. I, I've had some. I've had I have excuses for that. I had like a I had like a little thing with like you know gut cancer. I'm all good. It's all fine. But like because of that, everyone was just like Justin's poop sick. <laughs> and I'm like uh, that 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 yeah. That's exactly. I am just usually poop sick. This video is so good for our brand right now. Yeah, <laughs> totally. yeah. We're doing great. We're doing great. Doing great. I mean, listen. You can talk about yourselves with your own platform however you want but you come on start the beat and we're talking about farts yeah well, i got <laughs> that that's my new that's my new thing every episode from now on from jake the hawk forward farts are bust baby good <laughs> i'm into it <laughs> farts I, are I got, always funny i have a question for you actually okay what's um, up man um well, I'm thinking of it. Where are your favorite wings in the city? Mm. Well, that's hard for me because I am. Uh, oh yeah, that's I'm a vegetarian, you're, you're mm-hmm. that's so right. I can't answer that question honestly because I'm not gonna be. Well, if I'm you not one go of those people that's like, oh well, you know, seitan wings are just as good as chicken wings. I'm not a fucking cunt. Say, like, I get it. You know what I mean? Seitan some wings people are good, might but... like them, some people don't. <clears throat> They're different things. Well, sauces. Well, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, sauce is half of that game. The cook on the wing is half the game, and then mm-hmm. the sauce is the other half. So, where has the best sauce? Uh, well, I mean, for Satan wings, I'd probably go with OTB. Okay. Okay. I think they have a nice medley of sauces. They used to have a, uh, they had a cucumber wasabi sauce that was fire. Mm. I don't think they do it anymore. So God damn y'all. And the next time I see Mandy, cause she works at OTB, I'm yeah. actually going to yell at her about that. I haven't thought about that. I'm sure she's in charge of many j- Oh yeah. Oh, she gets things done. Okay. I feel like if there's anybody, she, she can get it done. I want that fucking cucumber wasabi sauce back. But OTB, I feel, does a good job. Everybody talks about Big Shot Bob's. Yeah, Jordan lives I, above. I live above uh, Big Shot Bob's in Bloomfield. And I mean, it's good. It's really, really good. There's almost too much to choose from. Yeah. And there's a lot of variables of almost like the same kind of same kind of thing. That's that's too much. It's so, yeah. I, mean, I, I will say they're, they're endorsed by Mark Madden. What's that tell you? <laughs> I, I, I will say this with like the whole... I don't like shitty food presented in a gourmet fashion yeah. mm-hmm. or like pseudo gourmet. It's like nonsense. Yeah. And that's kind of the one thing that I miss about like my meat eating days was just finding like the best shitty wing night. Yeah. Like that's it. That's if you're eating wings, it's like it needs to be in a dive bar somewhere with like, you know, some fucking somebody that's. 50 years old or plus it's just been in that corner making wings for the past fucking three decades and they're fire and just fucking yeah. kills it yeah and you don't really get that on my side of the on my side of the spectrum anymore yeah right yeah um but I, what would you say what about you uh nico's has a does a really good cook on their wings they're always really crispy and as much as i don't like hanging out their industry um does just really good wings and mm-hmm. they they their homemade blue cheese dressing is the best I've ever had. So wow. I gotta, gotta shout that out. Um yeah, so no, I'm always it's just a, for some reason this has been just a thing that my me and my buddy have been talking about lately. So I wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, I wish I could give you a better answer, but again, I just don't have Well the the real answer is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what about this is always a, a good hot button topic and it has nothing to do with Jake the Hawk and I promise we'll get back to your band. That's fine. <laughs> but let's just do this because it's been a long time since I've had this conversation. Pizza in Pittsburgh. Most underrated pizza. Most underrated? Mm-hmm. I know what he's going to say. Um, 
He's going to say Angelo's. Angelo's is probably some of the best pizza I've had in Pittsburgh. It's it's super cheap. I mean, relatively cheap. Only two sizes and pies, but it's just really good, thick, hearty that crust. In? in Bloomfield. Okay. Yeah, pretty much right next door to Big Shot Bob's. It's between, my my apartment door is between the two. But uh, no, it's that's my, it's my favorite place. And uh, also Antonio's is really, really good, too, in Brooklyn. But uh, I still stand behind Angelo's a good bit. Pizza is such a food of convenience for me. Like if I'm really looking for something I really want, I'm probably not like getting pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I mean, I like the pie at Caliente, but like it's, I mean, it's not underrated by any means. But I'm I'm a I'm a hoagie man. Like if it's, if I'm going to pizza shop, <laughs> sure I'm, getting, I'm getting I'm getting <laughs> hoags. I'm getting hoags. Like whether it's spac or cativo. Cativo, it, probably across the board, the most underrated. That's my answer. Other no, pizza is really yeah. good for too. pizza. That's my yeah. answer. I haven't even Hands gotten out. to their pizza because I've never ordered anything other than a sub there because it's just unfuckwithable. Yeah. And then what? What the what the move is is when you go to a show, Cativo, right about nine o'clock, you go to the bar downstairs and you order your beer off a of Heather. Then you get a hoagie to go and you just have her just put it on the shelf back there. So it you know kind of cools down and congeals. So then, holy when you, smokes! Then when you go to cash out at eleven o'clock, you got a hug that isn't too hot to eat, and you got it ready to go. And that's every time. It's a lot of <laughs> pro fucking tip. Hell yeah! I, whenever we get pizza at Cativo, uh, me and Stacy's move is we have them basically like say, "Hey, we want a pizza." But put everything that you would put on an eggplant parmesan sandwich onto the pizza. Ah, okay, ah, okay. And they basically make us an eggplant parm pizza, and it's psychotic good. That that sounds yeah. great. Oh, oh. Speaking of eggplant, okay, yeah, yeah. The, bring the, this one up. The debate of the goddamn century: Baba Ganoush is better than hummus. Agree or disagree? I could fuck with Baba Ganoush. I could probably yes, I'll agree. Okay, this was I wrote that on the internet, and like everybody like. It got very heated. Very Why? Heated. Somebody told me to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it brought up good points. Like hummus well, is more versatile. Well, that's like, and, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Hummus is more of a condiment. Well, no, it's well, hummus it is more versatile, but like so's chicken breast. That doesn't mean it's better than ribeye. <clears throat> it's like hummus. Well, you we can compare. We can. Yeah, chicken yeah, and no, you can thing. learn a lot from this because hummus, I think, needs to <laughs> emulate and try and do weird stuff to be great. Where baba ganoush just has to be the best version of itself. We should all be a little more like Bob Ganoush. That's, okay, that's oddly heartwarming, but get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I do really, really like Baba Ganoush. I like hummus, too. Um, oh, I, under, I mean, I like them both. They're both great. Underrated. I don't know if it's underrated pizza, but Ephesus. Oh, oh Ephesus is fire, dude. You get so Ephesus. Good. Never had it. And you get the Baba Ganoush on the side. Then you dip the pizza crust in the Baba Ganoush. It's a whole mm-hmm. different pizza crust disposal mechanism. Yeah. I like their, they have a, a ratatouille pizza. Yeah. That's insane. It's so good. And the thing that's clutch about Ephesus is you could, I swear that they are open 24 hours. I, I, you can order from them any fucking time and you'll get your food yeah, quick. That's wild. I yeah. don't know. They're like the Amazon Prime of fucking Pittsburgh pizza. I've never had a bad meal of anything from yeah. ever. It's always good. It's the yeah. shit. Yeah. Can I skag a skag so, as well? Bringing this back to the band, a good question that I always like to ask people. Some bands get thrown off by it, but I feel like Jake the Hawk might have an answer for this. So, do you remember maybe 
a decade or so ago, Denny's was doing music promotions when they had bands, like promotions with bands, and the bands had food items on menus. Like there was a Huba Stank burrito. <laughs> at Denny's. We were just joking about Huba Stank before we no, got. No, this in is here. a real. Was like that's a great band name. Let's go. With this that. is a right. real, a real thing that okay. did exist. So, so my question to Jake the Hawk, bringing it back to the band, but sticking in food, was if you were a food item, if Jake the Hawk could be a food item, what would it be? Italian uh, hoagie, red it, onion. Italian hoagie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree. agree with red onion yeah. and a Narragansett on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Nope. No question. Oh, it would be a combo meal. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah it, would, it would easy be an Italian hope. Yeah. I feel like the next we, time... We had that prepared. <laughs> Yo, so you are in the middle of you know figuring out how you want to release this album, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like what you need to do is partner with a Hogue shop mm. and sell, sell Hoagies and just have them come with a download code. Of the fucking album. It's great. For a Download a great idea. Download <laughs> There you go. Jake the Hogue. There you go. Oh, yes. God. I'd buy Missed one. I don't even eat meat anymore. I'd give it to someone. <laughs> but yeah, they, they do the seitan melts. They get all kind of they chicken parm subs a thing. There's, there's, it's Hogues for everyone. Hogues, for, <laughs> hashtag Hogues for everyone. You can go over to Polish Hill and have Hogues and Rogues. Mm-hmm. Mm. We got to find a place that'll get you the, the beer too. Where can you go? Cativo. Cativo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we could do this with Cativo. Do the show at Cativo. We have a pretty big one coming up in uh, August that our buddy's putting together there. We should see if we can create some kind of ridiculous promotion around that. That's great. I would, yeah. I would love it. I think that more bands should do things like that. It's funny because I find that, you know, as we sit here and we're talking about hoags and farts mm-hmm. and all that shit, it should be, you know, the band is not tit mountain. You're not Tin Mountain anymore. <laughs> no, no. Right? No, no. Grew up I, w- I was Artist- never Tin Mountain. Artistically, the band has evolved, and you mm-hmm. do take your music seriously. Yeah. So walking that fine line between, like, you know, being goofy people, but also, like, being, like, we're a, still a serious rock band. Like, we deal with that with Greywalker a good bit, too, mm-hmm. because, like, we're fucking nincompoops. Yeah. But, like, there's nothing particularly silly about our music. I'm, like, right, writing right. songs about, like, you know problems yeah but like you know but then it's like you look behind me and fucking joey's being a, a dumbass playing drums and stuff like with that. His, like, get it together it's like, by, like blending this line it's so hard because like he has a cheetah print drum kit yeah like, yeah done yeah it's like how solved. do we balance all this but it's like how much do i really care it's like you know these are my these are my brothers these are my mm-hmm. best friends let's fucking just have fun well i'd never i'd never compromise the art i'd never like you know when it comes to like the art and the album and the packaging and like what the you know the lyrics and the music that's all extremely serious and the way we present our live show i take very seriously and yeah, a lot of try to be as professional as possible and i think that's fine and i think any reasonable por- person can see that that's different than you know, whatever other crap you're doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but when you like do things to like promote the band that can yeah. be a little silly, you know, oh, yeah. like, like, oh, yeah, we, have, we, like we, we made a hot time. sauce and I feel like a lot of people were just like, what the fuck are they doing? It's like, we're making a <laughs> oh, hot sauce. Oh, that's a thing. That's well, what's yeah. great about that is I'm sure, you know, it's easy to do hot sauces and pickles. You don't need like FDA approval to sell yeah. legally, which is the shit. Um, we we were talking about doing hot sauces. I did like test, vegan kimchi too. Test right? batches. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I yeah. want to do kimchi because yeah. my kimchi is 
super good. I would buy a fucking jar of kimchi off you. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'd maybe buy a couple, bro. Do okay. some Jake the Hawk kimchi would be great. Um, yeah, it doesn't go bad, man. It just gets better. <laughs> like That's like rock line. and roll in general. Yep. Yeah. yeah but uh, we get with them, but then you got to do regular. Then you got to do cucumber kimchi because cucumber kimchi is the shit. Mm. Yeah, I fuck with cucumber kimchi. Hell yeah. I don't have a dog in this race, but. Yeah, neither do I, but that does sound pretty good. Does sound good. Well, you, we'll get some chicken fingers for yours. <laughs> fuck off. Do you have a, a bit more of a, a less exotic palate? Uh, <laughs> you could say that. You could say that, yeah. <laughs> he just, he just tried years. Pico for the first time last year. He said, guys, mm, it was pretty good. good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I went to uh, Lapa Lapa and their tacos there were dope. And, uh, I just decided to roll with the Pico, and I was not disappointed. So. Wow, a wild man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got a Take wild a hair on yes. ass, dude. <laughs> Who let the dog out? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that sums up our relationship perfectly. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And then, but yeah, and then uh, you know, playing shows on the road as a band is essentially food tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. a big part of it, yeah. yeah. We, we argue about barbecue sauce. Yeah. Um, we you know uh, I'm 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 more of you know ketchup brown sugar he's a Casey, Casey man. and you're I'm, I'm a Carolina vinegar and mustard man and we okay. we we, we butt heads on contention it. I we and I enjoy you know mustard and vinegar sauces but I just like Casey more get fucked <laughs> I, hey I'm with you man yeah like oh my god it's uh, but I like it all. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like know. it all. Look at me, but like, <laughs> but I mean, it's just you know, I have my tastes, and uh, you know, what's the other? We we usually agree on most things, yeah. but there's certain things that we're we're just like we hard no. agree on the Italian hoag for uh, JTH. Yeah, hard yes, yes. yeah, hard yes. <clears throat> so anyway, cool. Yeah, that yeah. rules. So with the band, and you know hoagies and kimchi and touring and being on the road and doing all of these things we're talking a lot about marketing putting ourselves out there how has the art of navigating the landscape that is social media been for jake the hawk um hmm. i mean i think it's we're kind of doing the same stuff. It's just, we have like more connections now. And after like in the past year, we've played out of town a lot and it's like, you know, you post your shit and, but now like, you know, people are kind of starting to notice it a little bit more. I don't think it's really changed much. Uh, the only thing is like, I mean, we, with our last album, we got some professional PR, um, which was helpful. And we'll do that for this one, whether we release it ourselves or go with a label. Um, which is just because the way I see it is like people just aren't going to like review you. No, it's way better if you're like, hey, listen to my band. They're like, cool. But then if you have a person that you obviously paid to be like, hey, listen to this band and that kind of sucks. But it's just it's it's just how it is. It's Mm -hmm. funny. I feel like things have transitioned into a point where we've gone past tastemakers. Like people don't really care what somebody else has to say about your project. People want to know what you have to say about your project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if like you're passionate about what you're doing, that energy is going to attract a lot more people than somebody else saying like, "Oh, this is good. You should check it out." Yeah. I mean, I'm to I'm to the point like with this record, I'm so proud of it and I I don't think we're reinventing the wheel or anything, but it's like I think it's a neat thing that we're doing. Um so I'm just so proud of it. Like I don't really care. 
Like, I mean, I'm like, we're going to put it out there and we're going to like do the PR thing and we're get, we got our friends and we're going to go play our shows. But like, if it like, you know, blows up and becomes, you know, a thing in our like, you know, kind of small community, that's great. But if not, like, I'm just so happy with it anyway. Like, I'm not even worrying myself about it. I'm just learned so much. Like, we grew so much <clears throat> because of this specific project, I feel. I mean, T-Bath definitely, but I feel like this is we've we learned a lot just ha- being able to work this is the first time we actually went into a, a studio everything we've been doing ourselves and you know there, there's a lot of value in that obviously but uh, i i feel like we learned how to be tighter as a band how to practice more effectively how to you know the pre-production was huge like that well, yeah, we did pre-production yeah. demos for the entire record. Yeah, so and like a lot of the big decisions were made, and it made it very. And then in the studio, yeah. we actually recorded to that click from the pre-production demos. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, we put a ton of work into that, but just in like the meta, taking a step back, like artistically, I'm just very, very happy, and like we're gonna do all the right things, like with the PR and playing out of town as much as possible. But like, I'm not gonna get too bent out of shape about much else i mean we work really hard and we're trying to be you know professional and all that but i'm not going to get too bent out of shape if you know if this is where it's going to be it's where it's going to be but i'm really happy i'm really proud of what we're doing artistically and i'm going to keep doing it and keep writing music and everything's awesome so i mean i Mm -hmm. couldn't really ask for anything more it rules i think that that's the best mindset to be in because you only have control over what you can do Mm -hmm. like you know you can focus on writing the best album you possibly can and releasing it in the most professional way mm-hmm. and getting it in front of people. But if yeah. they listen to it, you have no control over that. Yeah. If right. they like it, you have no control over that. Mm-hmm. But you do have control over, well, are we going to go play shows this weekend or are we going to stay home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's like just focusing on the things that you have control over is the best thing that you can do i think we're just kind of like over just that peak where we were kind of fighting to be like kind of a legitimate band and uh you know legitimate is obviously a pretty nebulous term but i think we're we're to a point where i'm just i'm happy i feel good i'm not like stressed out about it and i'm just like i'm just ready to just focus on the art and everything's cool and i don't know it's just like a weird thing to say but i'm feeling very at peace right now that's good it's good to not take the things that you have for granted in the moment mm-hmm. and enjoy, enjoy the moment while you're living in it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm living my dream right now. Like I get to play music in cities I've never been to and people are, you know, I got some friends there that care and that's, that's cool. I never thought that would ever happen to me. So uh, yeah. What, yeah. you know, was your experience? Cause I got, you know, the broskies over here were, you know, in tit mountain fucking crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, prior to all that, what were you doing musically? Um, <clears throat> well, I w- I'm the only person I never know. Ev- I know that never got into like hardcore and like, I was never into pop punk and I was never into like any of that. Get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was really weird. And that was like kind of, I went to school up at Edinburgh and that was the big thing in Erie. And I felt kind of very alienated because there didn't really feel like a scene for what I wanted to do. So I made like a ton of like bedroom albums, just like doing it all myself and like multi-tracking. So yeah, well, um, and I had bands and, you know, played out a bunch and stuff, but there definitely wasn't a community for it. Um, And at the time I I was like into like kind of like Prague and like some more like 
metally kind of or stuff that's more similar to what we're doing now honestly like sure. I, I don't think i've ever changed it just finally there just happens to be kind of a community for that is somewhat accepting of what i want to do but no just basically just making bedroom albums and then uh and playing in bands and playing out and it was great but uh this is the first time that i've been in a band that's actually like part of a community and there's like yeah. you know like this really good thing going on where before every other band i was in we were just kind of going it alone um but yeah, just doing that. And I've always been, every band I've ever been in, I've been like the principal songwriter for. Um, so just writing music, man, for years and years, you know, hundreds of songs. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I've been doing. <laughs> it does it does feel really weird to be in a position when you're in a band and you almost feel like homeless as a, as a band. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's like, well, I like what I'm doing mm-hmm. and this makes sense to me, but it's like every band right now sounds like, you know, dollar store every time I die. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like I, it's like not for me. Do you, do you feel that way with Sykes at all? Cause I mean, I know there's a good hip hop community in Pittsburgh, but you're definitely different. But I mean the, the hip hop community in Pittsburgh, I don't feel like we're really even a hip hop band anymore. Well, like right. I feel like we are, but to people that like hip hop, yeah. we're something weird. Right. But to people that don't listen to hip hop, it's like rap. It's hmm. like, oh yeah, like you know. It's always like that reminds me of Limp Bizkit. I'm like, oh sweet, Ugh. glad that like you <laughs> haven't listened to anything, anything. in the past yeah. decade or two yeah. decades. But it's fine. I try not to get bent out of shape about it. So yeah, in a way, I've always felt kind of like uh, socially homeless in terms of like my sound. But what I've been able to do over the years is just like make friends and just be like, well, I'm always going to kind of be somewhat odd yeah. on a bill. But like, we're all friends. And, you know, I like a thousand different kinds of music. Mm -hmm. You like a lot of different music. I don't know both of you that well, but I imagine you like all kinds of different music. Oh, yeah. Jordan only listens to Stoner Rock. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true at all. (laughs) I imagine that, you know, (laughs) it's just trying to think or trying to keep in mind that, you know, even if there are a bunch of people in a room that are seeing like, you know, some doom metal bands or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sykes and a new violence also happens to be playing. It's like, well, I like this music, so there's a good chance other people might understand there's, what I'm doing. Yeah, too. there's right. a common thread. It's and I think it's the energy that you bring too. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. if you have a positive energy on stage and you give people a decent show, people will be happy to watch you, even if what you're doing isn't 100 percent their thing. Yeah, they're right. gonna say these guys are great live. Like yeah. they're, they they put a lot of effort into their live acts. So that's. Well, I mean, we can, we're, we're like that in a lot of ways. I mean, I, we, we, we play, we're not a doom band, but we play with some doom acts. Uh, you know, we're playing Maryland doom fest and like, that's cool. Uh, I wouldn't really say we're quite exactly a, a doom band, but there's, there's threads that you can pull between the two. And I think that we, we kind of, it feels more for us. At least for myself, I, I think it feels more at home being kind of on the fringe in that in that regard, not so far out that it was like like you were saying, you feel kind of like homeless and you don't have a community because because we do, but we're also like we're usually the lighter band on the bill, which yeah, always you know? works. I I thought every time that we're the lightest band on the bill, it goes really well for us, and every time we're the heaviest band on the bill, it sucks. And then I remember that our next show in Pittsburgh is with you guys and Frame and Metal, and I'm like, dude, everyone's gonna hate us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be better this time, but like, uh, I mean, we'll. Spoiler alert, we're definitely playing some new stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nice. the new stuff is way more intense 
cool. than uh, stuff that we had been playing in the past. But so, Dope. I mean, I, I will be. It'll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I think you guys are fantastic. I'm really stoked. I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to do this show with you because this is like our first real show of the year and we're not doing another one in town until July. So I wouldn't want to have done the show with you if I didn't like really like saying so. I mean, yeah. we don't have another local show booked either. I mean, we have a show in Irwin, but that doesn't fucking count at mm-hmm. the end of April. No. You no, know, that's that's not Pittsburgh. <laughs> Are you in the subalpine? No, that's, no, that's a Turtle Creek. Creek. That's yeah. Brandy's Creek, basement. Yeah. It's a new venue in Irwin. The East Hills are all the same. Turtle Creek, Irwin. No, I don't know. I mean, they're you know probably like twenty five minutes, half Whatever. hour apart from each other. But you know, lies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a twilight zone once you cross the Westmoreland Bridge or whatever. Oh, it is. Uh, out out in Monroeville, there's a bar called Dad's, and they have great wings. Oh, okay. And Back to the wings, huh? And their logo is like a silhouette of a guy like drinking a beer, and it's like super cheesy. And I want a trucker hat with that, but they're always out of them, obviously. Of course, it's genius. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just a quick aside there, but yeah, Dad's has great wings. Hell yeah! So good to good to know. But yeah, I am super stoked for this show, and just kind of wrapping up the conversation of feeling like out of place. You know, I just feel. I'm just happy when anybody asks us to play a show mm-hmm. because it just means that like they're they get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. I mean, because we're not like some we're not in a position where people are asking us to play shows because they want all of our fans to come out. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's we're not we're not that fan. Mm-hmm. So usually when people ask us to do something, it's because they're actually our friends. They get what we're doing. They're and into your music. And that yeah. like helps with the environment, because if they're into it, their friends will probably be into it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Building building a community is uh, a, a tricky thing, but I think Pittsburgh's been doing a really good job at this over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a lot more. I, I mean, I guess I don't know how you all feel about this, but I just feel like I see way more people coming out to local shows than when you know I had started doing music. and. Mm-hmm people were stoked on it and there's a lot more like really productive cool fun bands and i see a lot of people in bands that come out to shows that they're not playing mm-hmm. they're actually showing up and supporting and well, that, that's hanging out and it's it's fun that's, and a lot more bands now are actually promoting shows that they're not playing mm-hmm. like case in point you yeah. do this and there's a lot of people that do this shy from whorehound does this mm-hmm. uh, jerry winner's descent twist of fate they do it like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like there's like i feel like the majority of the great promoters that we have in like the heavy rock music scene they're not promoters they're just people on bands that got tired of dealing with the bullshit that mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. you know becoming the change they wanted to see in the scene it drives me crazy I don't know. I think Shy said this to me at one point or another, but she was just talking about being a fan first. And I think we're all here because mm-hmm. we're fans of music first. And like, yeah, like you can't just like, you know, hang out in your bedroom and only go to your own show. That's not helpful. Um, but yeah. and I'm but I'm not just going to shows just to be a dude. I'm going to shows <clears> because <throat> I legitimately like the bands and care about them. Like the show that I put together theoretically last week or whenever this comes out yeah. on, on March 7th. <laughs> I've forgotten already. Um, it Howlers, uh, like, I love all of those bands. And I was, like, beating the shit out of it online and with everybody trying to drag people out for no reason other than I love those bands. And I want other people to love those bands, too. And they're great. And it was an awesome time. And we had a great turnout. But, like, I wasn't doing it for any other reason than, like, I'm just, like, a stupid fanboy. 
And I just like annoy people with how much, you know, I'm just like into their shit. Um, and like, that's being stoked about music is like why we're all doing this. I hope that's what you would think, but Mm -hmm. it's not always the case. There's some people that they show up to shows and Mm -hmm. it's very obvious. They don't want to be there. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, why are you here? Then why, yeah. Yeah. Why, why why load up your shit and drag it across town to show up late, leave early. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of other bands that could play the show. It's fair to say most bills in Pittsburgh could do with one or two less bands anyways. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's yeah. like if you don't want to play the show, I didn't don't even, waste everybody's time. That right. show last night, I didn't even put a local on it because I thought the bill was strong enough and it was so I didn't even bother like get bringing uh, a local out that like I was going to have to browbeat into, you know, like posting about the show and stuff. I'm amazed and I'm like, and it's not everybody, but there are definitely like some times that I've worked with people that they have absolutely just like not given a shit about doing anything other than showing up and playing. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand that because it's like, I don't understand how anybody could love this any less than I do, but I guess they do. Um, but like, cause it's not work. It's just fucking awesome. Like I can't express how awesome it is. And I just want everyone else to think it's yeah. that awesome. I can't wrap my head around why people would inconvenience themselves so much because yeah, it's like, 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 again, like I said, like literally like, you know, leaving work early or staying up late, dragging your shit across town to do like, why? If you know that you don't want to do the show, why? Well, I mean, they want to do the show, but they don't want to do the, the all the rest. Yeah, but the, they're going the work, out of their way man. to make themselves look bad to everybody else. Yeah, and it's and it's probably just a couple of squeaky wheels that I'm like bad experiences I'm thinking about because a lot of bands are great, sure, mm-hmm. but that's just like just one thing that I just is always kind of. I feel like a lot of bands are goofy. great now because over the years I've like been able to detect the people that I'm not going to vibe well with, and I've mm-hmm. kind of just you know, yeah, let them <clears throat> go to the side. Now I just focus on the people that I want to work with, and I've been dealing with this bullshit long enough now that whenever i meet new people it's pretty easy for me to tell like how Mm -hmm. genuine people are versus like oh they're just here because they for completely selfish reasons yeah and generally it's just like it's something as simple as like oh somebody went out of their way to say hi to me Mm -hmm. or like just something really really simple just like hey what's up hey how's it going but no and then okay cool they're probably cool yeah yeah but you can't even like it's weird like playing shows with bands and like not even Saying a word to other people, yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah, we've experienced. We dealt with that a good bit back in like Johnstown in our early days and stuff. Like because we were always the ones that just wanted to hang out. We would go to shows all the time, be super supportive of anyone else in the scene, and then even if we weren't really into their band, yeah, yeah, you you still try and find that one thing, that one redeeming quality about that act that you liked, and then you try and talk to them about it, and then it's just total deadpan and. You're, you're wasting your you feel like you're wasting their time but it, when in actuality you're wasting your time because they don't give a shit mm-hmm. you know so like it's yeah it's selfish yeah yeah but, that's, but, that's my, I, but my, yeah my but take. i mean i'm not trying to be negative or anything because everybody's great and everybody's awesome and everybody should be awesome all the time um <laughs> if only it was that easy sure but that's the thing but yeah that's the thing that happens but when you're talking about like the community being really good i think the big thing that has made me really happy lately is our community I don't consider to be Pittsburgh. Like I consider our community to be regional and we got friends in so many places. 
And like, that's, what's really great. And I, you know, thanks to the internet and stuff, but it's very interconnected. So like, you know, we have friends in all these different cities that are that passionate about doing it. And that's really great. Um, and it doesn't just feel like, it doesn't just feel like Pittsburgh to me. It just, it feels like it's a whole thing. Um, and that's just a wonderful feeling and it kind of shrinks the world a little bit until you realize how far away like Louisville actually is and what an annoying drive that is. Sure. Uh Um, when you just want to go hang out with your buds or you want to, you know, we're we're driving to Boston in one day in July and that sucks. That's pretty neat. Uh, yeah, we're doing like a new England thing. We're like, Oh, we should try and make Boston like in the middle of that run so we could inch up and back. It didn't work out that way, so we're like leaving at like the crack of dawn on a Thursday to go play Boston Thursday night. That's going to be terrible. I'm looking It'll be forward a fun to show. it. Yeah, what's going to be great? We're going to put Jordan and Justin in the back of the van. Get a and we're me and Shannon are going to drive, and we're going to. I got my SNES that we can rig up actually in the van now, so it's going to make that drive less atrocious. But yeah, that's good. But it's all great. Everything's going to be great. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I really, really, I fuck with your, your positive energy. I think that it's super refreshing. I fuck with your positive to, energy. Well, thank you. I, it's, it's really refreshing to meet people like you and see bands like you guys that are just like good friends doing things for the right reasons and just being very, there's just like no ego. It's just like, whatever, you know, we're a fucking yeah. rock band. Let's play some shows. Let's have some fun. And what That's would it. be what would be the point of any of this like we because like like you were saying some of it kind of objectively if you look at it like it sucks to haul this heavy ass equipment around everywhere and and you know play a show you might not really make anything but we're <laughs> doing it because we we love to do it and it's fun if if it ever stops being a good time like yeah there's some times where it's sort of war it's it's more work than fun but like if if we weren't sincerely enjoying this, like why would we bother? You know, yeah. I, I don't I, I I don't understand why anyone would do it. Like just so you know, like for their own ego or they need. Well, it's not like you're going to get like discovered or something. Yeah, sure. we're not making a dime. <clears throat> well, like, I was, I've talked to this guy. I was at a karaoke night once, and there was this guy that I saw there like all the time. And uh, I was like, man, you're a really good singer. Are you like in a band or something? He's like, no, I just come to karaoke. I'm just waiting to get discovered. I was like. How's that, how's that working out for you? Um, Discovered, huh? Yeah, I don't know. He was an older guy, so I don't know. But, uh, but like, no, yeah, you got to just, you got to just be in, be, be in it. I don't know. I guess we're, yeah. I feel that you know, it's very. Nobody's, nobody's looking to help anybody these days. You really have to grab the grab the bull by the horns, as they would say, and just do it. There are some people that are looking to help people. I don't know how much pool they have. But I mean, like, I mean, in the terms of like, yeah. like, sure, you're looking to help people. You're looking to help bands that may be coming through tour and things like. I'm talking about. I don't think people are just hanging out at karaoke bars looking to sign the next fucking Bon Jovi and put yeah. together. You know, I don't that's, think right. that's been a thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What, yeah, like I don't yeah, think he, that's. Yeah, ever, he, he saw some bad '80s movie once and got an idea for the dream. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that being said, I mean, there are a ton of people that have zero reason to be invested in anything that are awesome. Um, we got, uh, I don't know, our, our buddy Chad, who has his like riff zealot thing, like he's not in a band and he he's just like a big fan of music. But he's a fan, yeah. He does like all <clears throat> kind of great stuff for bands all the time. And uh, he's a really rad dude. And he's like, very, he's way more involved 
than you would ever expect someone who's just like a fan of the music to sure. be. And like, you know, he's not like, you know, some like record exec or something, but it's people like that that are awesome and just there's a uh, yeah. There's a kid in Pittsburgh who has an Instagram account. His Instagram handle is just DJ Neckbeard. <laughs> That's great. Okay, I'm already I'm, I'm ready. But he goes to seriously like every single local show. I feel like sometimes he goes to multiple local shows a night and he takes videos and posts Martin. everything. Mm-hmm on mm-hmm. his Instagram page. Like his whole page is just like this encyclopedia of mm-hmm. video from live performances of like local bands, some like, you know, mid-level touring acts and things. Mm-hmm. And it's he posts to a point that I was just like super impressed where I'm trying to get him on the show just to mm-hmm. talk about like because he's not in a band. Well he can't come he doesn't to the, do he anything. Can't, he can't come do this. He's got a show to be at. Exactly. Right. But I want to get him on just to talk about that mindset of like you don't have like a real dog in this race, we'll say, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You don't like, you're literally just a fan and you're going out of your way to promote stuff better than half of these fucking bands even promote themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's probably not even that much work for him. Like I've talked to him about it because mm-hmm. I've seen him at shows all the time. And it's just like, I just do it. It's not even like this thing. That's like a big deal. Yeah. And it's like everybody. Can you imagine if like, all fucking 40, 50, 60 people that were at, you know, fucking gooskies on a random night. If like mm-hmm. even, you know, 10% of them people did the same thing on a regular basis, it would help spread out so much. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. But I understand that's asking a lot. People yeah. take their social yeah. media presence very seriously. Yeah, and I'm not, and, and you can't force. You no, know, you totally. Gotta, you, know, you gotta like what you like, and I don't like everything, and I don't support everything. I mean, I try to be nice, but like I don't, you gotta like you can't like you can't expect that kind of involvement from people, and that's one thing that annoys me is people like be like, you gotta get out and support the band. You gotta you gotta be there, otherwise you're a piece of shit or like sure. that kind of attitude. And it's like it's like no, like it's like I don't want you there unless you want to be there. No, yeah. if you just like go support the shit that you like, and I just happen to really like it, and that kid happens to really <laughs> like it, and like mm-hmm. I'd rather be in a room with five people. Than fifty people, where forty five of them were just trying to get something from me. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, like well, did those did those did those fifty people uh, did they pay at the door? Then? Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Did, they, point. did you did you sell them tickets in advance because you yeah. got to get those pre sales? Yeah, fair fair. Point. Is this a Trusky show? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. it's okay. Hey, you know, I Trusky knows what it is. They know what it is. They're not listening anyway. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. <clears throat> So, you know, with the 2020, you mentioned, you know, you got a new release coming, got shows on the horizon, Pittsburgh gig Many. this weekend, March 27th, yes. remember, because yes. mm-hmm. this goes up in the future. Yes. With uh, your band, my band, and, and Frame and Mantle. Yep. That's going to be a hoot. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Manning. it. I haven't had a chance to see Frame and Mantle live just yet. Yeah, there um, are boys, though. Yeah, yeah I've, I've known Brad for a good bit. Um, but I'm actually glad that the, my first exposure to them live is going to be being able to share the stage with them as well. So, I saw them yeah. at Roboto. It was, oh, okay. it was solid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're just, I mean, they're our buddies, obviously. But I mean, just they're fantastic musicians. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's going to be fun. That'll be our first time playing uh, the Funhouse, actually. So. Mm-hmm. That'll be cool. Looking forward to it. And yeah, we're just kind of putting it. That's like kind of in the middle of our spring like run. We're doing something like eight or nine shows in like three weeks or something. Just all, and that's the only Pittsburgh one. Um, 
So we've been like working on like putting our live show together for that. So that's going to be our opportunity to do it in Pittsburgh. Um, so we're just excited for that. Like we haven't played locally in quite a while and we're feeling really good about what we're doing. And yeah, just, you know, it's like being in a band's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of music. We got a, yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of new music and stuff and we're probably not going to play any of it. We're playing we're playing a different set of music we've been playing for a while of, you know, dusting off some older ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. We have just new songs that we're not even going to be getting to. I'm sure you know that feeling. Totally. Um, Cuz we're deep in writing like EP number 2 right now for the year. It's like mostly done, but at this yeah. point I think we're just writing like keep writing songs to decide which ones we're going to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz um, we got how yeah. many? I thought yeah. we got to use Gray Sand. No one knows the names of these songs. Anymore. We've got to use Gray mm-hmm. Sand. We've got to use June. I think Wolves is on the fence. Wolves, maybe. Yeah. Wolves crossing the river too. I don't remember how to play that. We never it's made fair. a demo of that, so uh, I don't know somewhere. how to play that song. It's I can. No, I can't remember how that song goes. There's some blasting in it, which is there is a little there is a little blasting in it. Yeah. Wow. With with his one foot blasting because he just plays a single kick. Yep. Funny story. This is not really. It was kind of about that. We were like, (laughs) wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be fun? We should try and write a song in drop C because we play in standard tuning or we play in drop D, which is very odd for our genre. You hooked me up, chief. This is my last one. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um. Oh. Thump. So we're like, let's try and write a song in drop C just because that just to be like the stoner doom thing. And like, it's just like we gave up after a half hour. Everything sucked. Everything sounded like the lamest, like just like Sabbath worship. Just like any And I know tons of bands play in drop C, but like as soon as I tried to play like tune low, I was like, I just like, I just can't do it. Yeah. But like, like, I think like some of our, like some of our riffs, if we were playing it, like, in a lower tuning, some people would be like, "Yeah, this is like, you know, this sounds like like Fucking even slaps. like like Fuckhammer for for example. Like if Fuckhammer tuned to like standard, it would kind of sound not like us, but it would sound like yeah, you know, like like a like any other kind of stoner rock type deal. Yeah, cha- okay, a super unknown band from Denmark, I think they're called I fuck think, hammer. I don't know. Yeah. I listen to them because their name's really stupid and their EP is called hammered to fuck. <laughs> oh, but they're great. Hillbillies is a great song. Yeah. It's That's the only one I've no, heard. It's just but. like, it's just kind of like blackened groove metal. It's awesome. It's uh so yeah, fuck hammer. No one's heard of them. And yeah, I think I drunkenly them. Facebooked them once. I was like, Yo, come to the United States, man. And they're like, we're like a side project. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> we're not. It's like, we're all in real bands. This is just our blow off team thing. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody go, go get on. I think they're only on YouTube. Go yeah. to YouTube. Pro- just, yeah. It's there. They, the that, song Hillbillies by fucking. I mean, that came out shit. a while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the EP Hammered to Fuck, which is just so good. <laughs> I wish I had the balls to like do something like that. Maybe one day you will, my friend. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're in Jake the Hawk, and we put out an album called Year of the Hawk, which is like that, but less funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same amount of not creative, but it's also not funny. So, hitting on. Hitting Was on. it the Year of the Hawk? Well, that was like our first. Got real, a lot done. Yeah. Our band, the year that our band, we really started doing things. So it's like it's the year of the hawk. Yeah, and then we're like, we got to start stop calling things of the hawk or stop doing stop involving no more avian themed. Yeah, no more avian themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
don't want to. Yeah. So, so have you built a fire? Uh, yeah. So do you, do you know what that's a reference to? No. Um, Jack London. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a short story by a wonderful author named Jack London. Maybe you've heard of him. He wrote, uh, if anyone doesn't know, he wrote Call of the Wild, which I'm sure everyone knows who Jack London is, but he has a short story called To Build a Fire that I read in like the eighth grade, but it's just about a guy that's, you know, walking through the Yukon for some stupid reason, because that's what people in Jack London stories do. And he ends up freezing to death because that's what people in Jack London stories do. Mm. And it was a way better album title than The Call of the Wild. Um, was that on the table? Well, no, because it's not a good album. Title. Okay, <laughs> but uh, and it's in the and it's the like the concept piece on that record is not about that story, but it has like similar themes of like kind of abandonment of society and uh, some stuff like that. So it worked out, uh, and I'm just kind of a I, w- I was a huge like fan of Call of the Wild as a kid, um, so that was just kind of my little homage. Gotcha. So that's why that's why to build a fire is called to build a fire. Understood. Yeah, and but if you look on, have the, you built the fire? I've built. We we go camping all the time. Oh okay. man, are Jake the Hawk's camping trips are legendary. Oh, they're they're is pretty, that, pretty is good that, time. Is that factual? It, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's we, pretty factual. We go out, uh, go out with uh, <clears throat> Trevor and Allison from the Long Hunt. Uh-huh, I've heard of them. Then the last time uh, we went, uh, Jake from Gator Shakes came out. Oh my god, what um, was that? It was great. It was, good time. <laughs> yeah, it was a really really good time. We uh we shotgun some beers. We built a fire. We went in November. We went to we went camping at Ohio Powell in November. Wow, it was insanely cold. We built the biggest fire. We're like right next to it, like melting our boots. Just in the middle. There's no one there in this campground because only weird people. Only like that weird lifer that has like an actual camper is there. But other than that, there's no one around. It was cold as fuck. It was absolutely beautiful. It was perfect. That's great. Yeah. There was no one around. There was one point that I walked away from the fire, just like kind of off into the woods to like, you know, pee in the middle of the night. And like, I was just overcome with like terror in this moment. I was kind of drunk and it was like, you know, midnight, but like, just like, you just get like far enough into like the total dark and like, you can't, there's stars and there's moon and there's woods there, but you can't see anything but you can just kind of feel that it's there, that there's just like something about Everything it. around you is alive, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. It no, just, it's- and it just, it just like, and I love like being in the woods and I love hiking and stuff. But in that moment, like I had like a real feeling of like, ooh. And that was like, and then I kind of went back to the fire and I was like, it's up, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, but it was, no, but it was great. Like I love, uh, yeah, our camping trips are legendary. Legendary. But I'd, you're yeah, a I'd legend. Say we've built Gary. the fire, probably. Okay, yes. Yeah. You've answered the question. The fire has been built. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, a little uh, Easter egg. Our album cover by Joe Maruk, who's been on your show. Yes, I'm sure yes, you remember I know him. that guy. Yes, I remember him. Um, one of my pretty much every single person you've talked about today has been on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we're, 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 we're close this. We're gonna close this out with a string of shoutouts. Okay, I love um, it. Yeah. And then uh, maybe we can recycle that Spotify list from the last one we did. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's a good um, idea. But. Uh, so he did the album cover. Joe's one of my best buddies. He's actually marrying me this year. Oh. Um, so we got to figure out how to get him ordained by then. Because my dad it only takes you a can day. Do that my dad was like, oh, is, is he do that? We're like, no. He's like, oh, are you going to figure out? We're like, we're going to have to. Um, so, no, so the album cover, there's like a little guy on the front with like a fire on this epic like wilderness scene. And then on the back, there's a same image, but it's a different color different color scheme which is cool but the guy's gone and his fire is out mm. um 
And that's, that's the only like illustrative thing that's different between the front and the back other than the color scheme switch. But yeah, so it's got his little fire on the front, but on the back fires out. And the, uh, so you can look at them and interpret that how you will. So Easter eggs. Got it. Yeah. Do you have a title for the upcoming thing? Yeah. Um, Do you want to drop it or is that top secret? I would love to. I, I would love to, but uh, I'm just going to... Th- my train of thought out loud would be like labels wouldn't be happy with that, but I don't think they're going to listen to this and we're probably going to end up just releasing it on like a DIY thing anyway. So it doesn't matter. So I'll go to the peanut gallery. If you guys want to say what the title is, it's it's called hinterlands hinterlands. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, German. Yeah. It means like the land beyond. Um, and it just kind of continues with our wilderness theme. Uh, me and Trevor from The Long Hunt have talked a lot about whether we're writing songs about the exact same thing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Except he doesn't have words that I do. But uh, he was talking, yeah, because their new album, um, this is announced, is called uh, Threshold Wanderer. Wanderer. Yeah. And like Hinterlands is about, you know, like the, you know, kind of beyond the map. And I'm like, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yo, Trevor, we're going to talk. I think we're writing the same <laughs> album right now. <laughs> so he sent me this like novel about like the themes on their album even though they have no lyrics he sent me like two thousand words about like everything that it is about for him um and i was like this is very similar (laughs) whoops but we don't sound anything like the long hunt generally so it's fine but i one of my favorite bands in pittsburgh but uh but yeah so it's called hinterlands and uh we're really really excited about it we don't know what the next ep is going to be called we have some ideas um we had a great title from a song that we wrote for it, but then we forgot how to play that song. So, oh, well, um, I can relearn it. I don't want to like go. I mean, not with that attitude, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> you always relearn it, you know. I, I, well, from I from uh, crossing the river, wasn't we called cross? Oh, yes. Yeah, so we have a song called "Crossing the River." That the album title is this idea for an album title is from, fall, and then goddamn Long Hunt has a song called "Crossing the River" on Threshold Wanderer. <laughs> we just have this weird like synergy of like escapist kind of being in the woods and but yeah that was what i like trevor we need to talk (laughs) so anyway yeah we don't know what the next one's gonna be called but uh yeah we're very excited for this i think it's the best thing we've ever done it's the best thing musically that i've ever been a part of it's it's pretty different even i i feel like i think it's pretty different from to build a fire mm-hmm. it's not reinventing the wheel because mm-hmm. who is but it's i think we find like a really neat niche i think we're kind of exploring some some more like shoegazy elements okay. and like some stuff like that and you know a lot of like you know really reverby washy kind of shoegazy okay. things somebody bought a pedal <laughs> a couple yes I've, i had the same pedal but uh, on on some on some event page <laughs> on some event page we had somebody describe us as sand gaze so okay which that's, I, that's dope that's our bullshit yeah. made up genre of the week we're not Appalachian desert rock anymore now we're now we're post depressive sand gaze I like it so sounds coastal I think it's very what's coastal. I think what I enjoy and I don't know how intentional this is because I I don't really have anything to do I I write my baselines obviously but I don't do have anything to do with the lyrical content but. Maybe this is just kind of you know how you've been packaging it, but it, it seems like it's 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 pretty different from To Build a Fire. But there is sort of like the narrative from To Build a Fire kind of flows right into right it, into Hinterlands. Yeah, that's true. There, there yeah. is kind of a narrative aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but like I, I think it's it 
every all of our friends have basically said like this look is very looking forward and uh i guess that makes i mean i guess any yeah and everything from yeah. from like a lyrical no. standpoint in, in to build a fire the protagonist basically dies at the end um of the the concept piece which is side a of for to build a fire the protagonist kind mm-hmm. of dies at the end and then it's like well that's over then I was like, or I think this album is kind of like sort of things that happened to him in the space between losing consciousness and actually dying. So, you know, a lot of kind of like weird kind of psychedelic kind of uh, vignettes mm-hmm. is kind of what's going on. So he's going into the hinterlands. He's going into whatever this kind of place is he's mm-hmm. going to now. So it may become slightly fantastical. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And uh, but we're uh, we're a stoner rock band so no one cares about our lyrics anyway so it's not a big deal it's all bongs and satan, satan. Yeah. <laughs> which are great but yeah i'm i'm 100 percent on board but yeah we don't have any songs about bongs or satan, or satan. no well maybe, maybe next time yeah i mean you still got time to turn this branding train around <laughs> <laughs> sorry everyone we'll try harder well with all of that being said as the train comes around to the station and we're getting ready to get off this motherfucker. I've had a lovely time yep. chatting with everybody. Thank you for having us. I hope you thanks for having us, bud. Had a had quite a hoot. Mm-hmm. Before we depart one more time. This weekend, March twenty seventh, Mr. Small's Funhouse, Frame and Mantle, Sykes and the New Violence, Jake the Hawk. Yeah. Probably around seven PM. I don't know. Just show up around seven. It's going to be fantastic. We, uh, yeah, and you can, I'm through either, any of our bands, you can get tickets for 10 bucks. Or if you just show up and pay like a pleb, you, it's like 12 bucks or something. So mm-hmm. buy it 12 at the door, 10. 10 it's, yeah, we're not yeah, getting any kickback for this. It doesn't help <clears throat> us in any way, but we want to save you some money. But uh, yeah, we do have one thing. Um, we, we did a, another podcast recently and we did, Jordan and I had so many shout outs about just bands we like and stuff. We actually made a Spotify playlist of we put some of our songs on it but then we also just included like a lot of our favorite songs from 2019 from a lot some national but mostly just like regional acts and uh yeah hey, i only put on gate creeper you know and you put in uh magua also oh yeah 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 well magua and also uh blow pan yeah that's oh, right okay. yeah no so uh so if, if you don't mind we can throw that throw that spotify playlist link in your yeah along with the upload so yeah. uh because we're always just trying to, you know, hype up our buddies, hype up the shit that we like. It's it's mostly stuff that's like regional, and then there's like a Dark Throne song on there, but, uh, <laughs> and there's a King Giz song because that album was great. So and yeah, Keeper. so we'll throw that on there, and then everybody should check it out if you're just looking for some new jams and uh, just trying to spread the spread the love like a fever. <laughs> Shout out come to down. all the black and white pets in the world named Oreo. Oh yeah, that's yes. a good shout out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cheers yeah. to black and white pets named Oreo. Oreo. Anyone else got any shout outs? Uh, Enya still needs to fax Justin back. Yeah, yeah. I lost Enya's fax number. So please get back. If you're us. listening right now, uh, yeah, please get back to me. Yeah, sh- uh, shout out to our buddies in Whorehound. Um, shout out to Dr. Dang and his beautiful new guitar. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, Bren Dang. That's what we got. And then shouts out to everybody that's on our uh, Spotify list. So, yeah. Heck yeah. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. One more time. Jake the Hawk. 
Thanks for being here. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2020. Woo, woo. Thanks for listening. And we are done. (laughs) Groovy, guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.